Well, thanks so much for joining us, uh, chatting a lot about the recommendations that came out of the inquest on James Smith Cree Nation that uh, dealt with the mass murders that happened back on the 4th of September 2022. Texts are coming in on this as well, and I, I actually want to just touch on a couple of them here. Tim from Camsack talked about, how about making sentences that are real? Sentenced to five years, then actually serve five years. How about making parole board members responsible for the actions of the criminals they release? I think those those statements in terms of a review, a complete review of the parole system, we've talked about a bail review that's needed, a parole review, and how decisions are made is, is fair game. And I just want to also touch on Arno from Fort Capel, who texts in regularly, says, sounds like you've given up on post-incarceration supports ever coming into place. I've I'm not given up on it, Arno, but I am saying they don't exist right now. And so my point where where I said I think we need to rethink whether or not we're letting dangerous criminals out into the community is based on the fact that right now there's virtually no support for them. And so we can't be shocked they're going to reoffend. If we have a system where there's a robust set of supports and we are confident that going from in custody to in community will be seamless with a very slow, uh, slim chance of, of them, you know, reoffending, then hey, I'm all for it. So I haven't given up on it, but we have to recognize that it doesn't exist now. Appreciate always the texts that come in. Thank you very much for, for being involved in the, in the conversation. That's how we can figure it out. We can effect some change, which is important. And that is exactly why I want to have this next conversation. Over the last couple of months, we have talked a lot about Bill C-234. Remember, 234 is the bill that was intended to help farmers by exempting natural gas and propane used to heat barns and dry grain from the carbon tax. That bill was passed in the House, sent to the Senate. And remember, we spoke with Senator Denise Batters, Senator Brent Cotter, both Saskatchewan senators. There's five, and they all voted in favor of this passing. But it wasn't enough because it was gutted at the Senate, sent back to the House of Commons with a bunch of amendments. And now we've got amendments on top of amendments, and it's not good. The federal conservatives, by the way, have introduced an amendment to reject what the Senate suggested and demand that the bill be passed in its original form. The best person to talk about this is John Barlow, the Conservative Shadow Minister for Agriculture, Agri-Food, and Food Security. He is the one that brought forward this bill, and he joins me now from Ottawa to break this down. MP Barlow, thanks for taking the call. Well, thanks very much for having me, Evan. I appreciate your uh, interest in this uh, very important issue. It is an important issue, and it has such a significant impact on our province, right? I mean, that's when we look at issues like this, we can't help but think, how does it affect us? And in Saskatchewan, this would have been huge. Why, why did this become such a point of contention, I ask rhetorically, when it went to the Senate? Well, I, I just think it was uh, an ideological decision by... Uh, the Prime Minister and his Environment Minister, when you have them personally phoning um, senators and intimidating them, telling them they need to uh, support these amendments, which, as you said, so uh, eloquently gutted uh, this bill. Uh, this is, uh, you know, an, an issue for this Environment Minister who said if there was any more carbon tax car votes that he would uh, resign as the Environment Minister. And that's certainly not something that they wanted uh, wanted to happen. 
John Barlow is my guest, Conservative Shadow Minister for Agriculture, Agri-Food, Food Security, a big supporter, of course, of Bill C-234. So when you brought this forward, what were you trying to accomplish? I mean, it, it's taking the carbon tax off of the burden that agriculture feels. And I understand it's a big dollar figure that is attached to carbon tax when it comes to this barn heating and grain drying. Yeah, you know, this this would save farmers um, close to a billion dollars by 2030. That's not a small number, Evan. And, you know, honestly, when we bought the, brought this forward in the previous parliament, this is our second crack at this, um, we were just trying to fix what was an oversight in the original price on pollution legislation brought forward by the Liberals in 2016. They included uh, an exemption on the carbon tax on gas and diesel on farm. You know, good, good reason to do that. Um, but they did not include natural gas and propane. And I firmly believe that they just didn't realize that natural gas and propane were uh, important on farms because they don't, they're just really out of touch with rural Canada and how important, um, you know, agriculture is to our rural economy and, and certainly our food security. So when we brought this forward, this was really just to fix that oversight, to expand the exemptions from not just gas and diesel, but to include natural gas and propane, which are ironically cleaner burning, burning fuels. And in many cases, uh, especially when it comes to heating and cooling barns, uh, farmers don't have any, any commercially viable alternative. Speaking of uh, the saving that it would have for farmers, MP John Parlo, uh, Barlow is my guest. What was the consultation like that you did with farmers prior to bringing this bill forward? You know, Evan, I'm sure you've uh, spoken with lots of agriculture stakeholders. It's very rare um, that every commodity group uh, speaks from the same songbook. Uh, but this was one of those rare occasions where we spoke with every commodity group uh, on every corner of this country, and there was unanimous support. Uh, for bringing this this piece of legislation forward, and I think that's what you why you saw um, the more and more Canadians understanding and being aware of Bill C two three four throughout the fall and into Christmas, uh, because tens of thousands of farmers right across this country were phoning senators, writing letters, um, you know, reaching out to every MP and senator they could think of, uh, encouraging them to support this bill, and it was great to see. Uh, you know, if anything come out of this, to see so many um, folks in agriculture get get engaged and get involved in this uh, in this project. Conservative MP John Barlow is my guest. This is not the first attempt that the Conservative Party has taken when it comes to minimizing some of the effects that we are feeling when it comes to carbon tax and and greenhouse gas polluting. Bill C two o six actually, I would say, would would have been the first step we saw trying to make amendments to the Greenhouse Gas Pricing Pollution Act. Then Bill C-234, which now you've got back in front of you. Can this be salvaged, or are you going to look at coming at it from a yet another angle? Uh, you know, we certainly haven't given up on this. Uh, you know, we were able to get it back into the House on the first day on Monday. Uh, we're bringing it back on, on Tuesday. So we're hopeful that we continue to have the support of all the opposition parties uh, to uh, reject these amendments. Unfortunately, if we our motion to reject these amendments passes, uh, it goes back to the Senate. So what we could have here is uh, an unending game of ping pong where this could just go back, bouncing back and forth. And this is really um, uncharted territory for the House of Commons where you've had um, a private member's bill go to the Senate, be amended uh, by the Senate and come back and uh, potentially be amended again by the House. So you know, we haven't given up, but, uh, you know, I'm not naive. This The Liberals could play games with this for an unending amount of time. 
uh, until uh, until the next election, which is exactly what they did with 206. They just ran out the clock when they called the election in 2021. Haven't given up, but we know this is an uphill battle. John, I follow some of the interviews you've done and the work that you do on, on even through social media. I know you meet with people back in your home constituency in Alberta on a regular basis. What is your thought and, and what conversations do you have with people about the relationship between the carbon tax and the rising costs of food in Canada? There's no question. Despite what uh, the Liberal government will try to say, that these two things are, are not connected and there's you know, global factors that are in, impacting food inflation, you know, there's no question. And, and farmers are one of those rare groups that pay the carbon tax over and over and over again. When they're hauling grain, moving cattle, buying fertilizer, uh, obviously buying fuel, um, they're paying this over and over again. And there's no doubt that as you go down the supply chain, that impacts the cost of food at the grocery store shelf. So this 234 will offer some relief for Canadians right now, uh, financial relief for farmers, and certainly will impact grocery store uh, prices as well. So you, you tax the farmer who grows the food, you tax the trucker who moves the food, you tax the processor who manufactures the food, and the retailer who sells it. There's no question that uh, you're taxing the consumer who buys the food at the end. John Barlow is my guest. He's a Conservative MP, also the Conservative Shadow Minister for Agriculture, Agri-Food, and Food Security. I only have a couple minutes left with you, John. I'm curious to know, in Saskatchewan, I think it's fair to say we're worried about the state of trade with Canada and international relations. They seem to have been strained over the last couple of years. Saskatchewan, of course, relies heavily on trade when it comes to our commodities as a major part of our economy. Can you talk about your thoughts on where things are at there? Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think that's a, a fair assessment of folks in Saskatchewan. I think um, that is a sentiment shared across Canada. We've seen our, our reputation globally eroded significantly by uh, much of this ideological uh, policies that the Liberals try to inject into trade deals um, or into relationships that we have with uh, some of our most trusted trading partners around the world. But I think it's two things. A, the carbon tax makes us uncompetitive with our global partners, including the United States, which does not have a carbon tax. But our inability to get our products to market, um, you know, ports makes us an unreliable uh, trading partner. Uh, so many of these factors have really eroded our reputation on the global stage. And I think that's going to be a, a top priority for a conservative government under Pierre Polyev, number one axe the carbon tax entirely, but second, use agriculture and energy, things that Canada produces, things that the world needs to rebuild our reputation on the global stage. Before I let you go, John, I'm curious, we we had Pierre Polyev join us on the show a couple of weeks ago. He talked very openly and and quite candidly about the carbon tax uh, if the Conservatives are elected in the next election. So if the Conservatives are elected, the carbon tax gets cut. How will you, or have you turned your mind to finding a way to ensure that translates to food costs? Because there there is a link, but there's also a fear that if the carbon tax is cut, that it just simply means now that's more profit for everyone in the chain, uh, but doesn't really change the cost of food. Yeah, for sure. And and we are strong supporters of the grocery code of conduct. Um, We are pressuring the grocery companies in Canada to sign on uh, to that agreement. Uh, it's only voluntary for now, which I think we are going to have to revisit and potentially make it mandatory if, if uh, the games persist in terms of, you know, what you talk about in the supply chain and with the, the grocery retailers themselves. 
there has to be uh, some accountability there and some transparency into the fees and fines uh, that those grocery stores are, are charging onto the, the producers. Uh, so to put that grocery code of conduct in, once we uh, axe the carbon tax, I think will be a second a very positive step. John Barlow, my guest this morning, we thank you very much. You know, while you're dealing with these major issues on the national level, in the City of Regina Council is deciding whether chickens should be allowed in the backyards of homes. <laughs> but I won't, I won't even ask you to weigh in on that one. I've got my opinions, but I, but I won't ask you to weigh in, John. Uh, it's okay. I've got my opinions, too. And uh, Regina should be thinking very carefully about the spread of avian flu. Um, but, I, you know, I'm a Saskatchewan boy, too, Evan. So, uh, you know, I appreciate uh, uh, all your... Your listeners out there and, and the farmers in Saskatchewan and everything they're doing for us every single day. So much appreciated. John Barlow, Conservative Shadow Minister for Agriculture, Agri-Food and Food Security. We appreciate you stopping by. Have a great day. You as well. Anytime, Evan. Thanks again. We'll talk a bit about the chickens when we come back right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Good morning and thanks for joining us. Very much appreciate Conservative MP John Barlow stopping by to talk about Bill C-234 and Basically, the fact that it was gutted by the Senate and now they're trying to breathe some new life into it. This is the one, by the way, that takes the carbon tax off of heating for barns and grain drying. I got a text from Jim and Cardiff wanting to know, does it go beyond that? Is it for farmhouses, shops? It is strictly for barns and grain drying. As you heard John Barlow mention, that would have been about a billion dollar saving for agriculture in Canada between now and 2030, and so they are working to breathe new life into that. I, I brought up with uh, the MP the fact that while he's having these significant fights on the agriculture front for Saskatchewan farmers and agriculture, the city of Regina is battling over whether or not we should allow chickens in backyards in city limits. And, I, you know, I I mean, I, I laugh at I laugh at this. I know there's a pocket of people who are going to say shame on you, Evan Bray, for saying this, but come on. Chickens in backyards in the city. Can we have pigs? I'd like to have some fresh milk in the morning. Like, where where, where do we draw the line? At the end of the day, this is a very farm kid thing to say, but let's leave the chickens on the farm. I don't think they need to come in. I can already hear... Councillors at Kidneyak scolding me for taking that, but that is, to me, a no-brainer. Chickens don't belong in the city. They don't, it's not, there's all kinds of challenges that come with it, and I know there are people that are going to dispel, whether it's smell or noise or, you know, rodents or vermin that are attracted to the chickens. At the end of the day, you make the decision not to have them in the city, you don't have to worry about any of those things. You know, we talk about the teachers a lot. We have been over the last couple of weeks. And as we do, inevitably, we get people that are texting in and calling in. They're either on the side of government or the side of the STF on this. But without fail, where we can come together is on the issue of whether or not there was a teacher in your life that had a significant impact on your life. We have all had those teachers. Some of us are lucky enough to have multiple teachers that made a significant impact on your life. So instead of talking politics, we're going to spend a little time talking about those teachers, those teachers who cared so much, who supported you in a way that 
it absolutely impacted you in a positive way. We threw it on our Facebook page. We're already getting some some people sending us messages there. We're going to open it up. The next half an hour, it's for you. Teachers that have made a positive impact in your life. What's your story? one 332 8255 That will be what we discuss when we come back right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.